Hello, and welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calanchini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. And in today's episode, Accessora and the Bridge of Size, we are going to take a little trip to England and the Bridge of Size. But before we go there, I want to thank Madeline Lee. Madeline Lee sent in this very adorable voicemail that inspired this story. I'm going to let you listen to it right here. Madeline, thank you for your creativity on this. I really had to think about that bus, and you're going to see it in the story. So here is Madeline's voicemail. My group name is Accessora, and she always carries around a little bow tie, which she uses to amuse herself when she is bored. And she ends up stuck in Britain on a bridge and to get and to stop by being squashed by a bus, she has to find the right river and jump into it to get back to Goop World. Now, to see the drawing for Accessora and the real photos for the Bridge of Size, just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 119 after the story. Now, before we get into the story, there are a couple announcements that are very important. So I'm not going to leave them till the end. The first one is that the book, the book, the book is finally finished. The first book, I'm experimenting with a couple different ways of printing and how I'm going to publish it. But the first 100 copies are going to come to my house. I am going to personally sign all of them to the first 100 buyers. And this is for the very first episode of Goop Tales. It's for Gablia and the Turkish Fairy Chimneys. And what I love about the book and the future books is it's completely illustrated every single page. I hired an illustrator. She brings to life Goop World and the world around us that the Goops are visiting and all the characters. And it's so fun and so good. And there's lots of little surprises in the book. There's tear-out coloring pages. There's an activity to do in there. There is definitely a way to make it your own, to personalize it. There's a little comic book type page in there. So you're going to want one of these books. So make sure that you're on the email list. Just go to gooptales.com. You can get on the email list and you will get notice as soon as the books go for sale, which I think is gonna be in this next week or so. It's going to be very soon. I just have to fix that page up and they're going to arrive here and I'm going to get ready to sign them and send them out. And you know what's so great also about the book is that you can listen to the podcast and read the book along with it. 
So for those of you who are learning to read, it's such a great way to listen and read along at the same time and get to learn some very big words and big concepts. And the second thing I wanted to say before we get onto the story is I want to do a meetup in the Bay Area. So I live in the San Francisco Bay Area in Marin County, and I've had some of you write me and want to do a meetup. And I would, now that I have a book out, I would love to do a meetup with you and I can figure out a spot to do that somewhere here in the Bay Area, but I need to know how many of you think you could come. If you will just send me an email, maria at gooptales.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at gooptales, and, or you can leave me a voicemail message and let me know if you're in the Bay Area or somewhere around here and want to come to a meetup because I'm gonna figure out a date sometime early spring and hopefully we can all do that, everybody that's around here. All right, finally, stay till the end of the story. I have some very great reviews that I wanna thank you for the people that left messages and reviews. It means so much and helps me spread this. And I told you, I'm going to do big things with Goop Tales this year. So the more I can spread the word, the better. So if you haven't left a review, please do that. All right, let's get into the story. Accessora and the Bridge of Sighs, Goop Tales, Episode 119. Accessora was always so put together. She could accessorize with just a feather. Everything she touched turned to gold. She had taste that was very bold. Oh, she knew how to accessorize, sometimes too much, and it wasn't wise. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a darling goop girl named Accessora, who differentiated herself from the rest of the goops in goop world with lots of accessories. When it came to accessories, Accessora believed that more was more, and piled on one accessory after another. Once on a late winter day, Accessora decided she wanted to bring out the sunshine and encourage spring to come even faster. So she went all out with her accessories. She dressed up in bright green leggings and a bright green t-shirt and put on a white hat and covered it with every flower she could find. She put on daisies, tulips, hydrangeas, peonies, and roses. Accessora's head looked like a walking garden. To top it all off, Accessora put on her trusty bow tie. She was never without her metallic gold bow tie, which she wore in a myriad of ways. 
this particular day, she put it around her wrist as a bracelet. After rummaging through her closet, Accessora pulled out a bright pair of yellow sneakers with blue laces. And finally, she finished off the whole outfit with a necklace made of candy in case she needed a snack. Once she had her entire ensemble put together, Accessora proudly walked downstairs and showed her father, who exclaimed, Accessora, you look like spring walking. This was the greatest compliment Accessora could have heard. She was delighted and skipped off to school. As she walked in the door to her classroom, Miss Wigglebutt burst out with a huge smile and said, Why, Accessora, you are a ray of sunshine. Upon hearing this, Giggler shot a glance at Accessora and let out a little giggle in the kindest way. <laughs> Accessora lit up and snapped her little bow tie on her wrist. These were the kind of moments that Accessora lived for to show up to her life and glow with her accessories, especially her little bow tie that had multiple uses. For the most part, Accessora always brought a smile to the rest of the goops, except when she tried to accessorize them or take away their accessories. One dazzling spring day, Accessora was feeling inspired and decided she was going to hold a real live fashion show. She asked Bragger, Forgetta, Gossipina, and the twins, Screener and Screenalina, to be her models. Then she enlisted Hacker to be her stage manager. Accessora invited all the rest of the goops to come to her street corner at exactly 5 p.m. on a Saturday so they could watch Accessora's models strut down the sidewalk. She worked very hard for days and created simple black costumes for her models to wear. Accessora's idea was to have the models dress up in black so she could accessorize them and the accessories would be the star of the show. After Bragger had on his costume, she had him put on his cowboy hat and hold his pointer stick. Then she found a pair of cowboy boots and a lasso for him. Perfect, just perfect. Giddy up, cowboy. And next, she said, as she moved on to accessorizing Forgetta. She gave Forgetta her ball of yarn, her pointed hat, and a pocket watch. Perfect, just perfect. Perfect, Forgetta. Now don't forget to use the pocket watch when you walk down the runway, said Accessora as she lined her up behind Bragger. Then she moved on to Gossipina and gave her a notepad and a little bullhorn in order to shout out all her gossip. Perfect, just perfect, Gossipina. Now go spill the tea, she said as she lined her up. Finally, Accessora, accessorized Screener and Screenalina. I have the perfect accessory.
accessories for you two, she said with delight. Then, Accessora pulled out two rotary dial telephones and asked the twins to hold them and pretend they were making calls as they walked in her fashion show. Screener and Screenalina grasped their tablets tightly and stared at the rotary phones in horror. What are those? They said in unison. These are old-fashioned telephones, and I want you to carry them for the fashion show, said Accessora. Just leave your tablets here on the sidewalk. The twins looked at each other and scrunched their faces. They were horrified. We aren't giving up our tablets, said Screenalina. Nope, we aren't, chimed in Screener. Just to walk the show, come on, pleaded Accessora. The twins wouldn't change their mind, and Accessora grew very frustrated. She did not want them to carry their screens for the fashion show, and the 5 p.m. start time was growing nearer. Finally, Accessora whispered to Hacker, Take Screen Alina's tablet and put this rotary phone in her hand. Hacker didn't love this idea. He didn't want to take something that wasn't his, so he refused. Accessora quickly grew agitated and reached over to Screen Alina's tablet with her finger and started to swipe upwards in order to turn it off. As her finger went up the screen, so did she. She swiped herself right up and into Screen Alina's tablet. And then she was gone. Chapter 2 Accessora flew into a deep, dark void. She went further and further with nothing but blackness all around her. She clutched her metallic gold bow tie to try and comfort herself. The darkness went on with only the sound of Accessora speeding through space. Finally, Accessora closed her eyes as there was nothing to see but darkness. And the moment she did, she saw light. The darkness had vanished and Accessora was suddenly surrounded by bright sunlight and found herself sitting on a green grassy field surrounded by beautiful old majestic buildings with spiked towers. She rubbed her bow tie and then snapped it on her wrist, just to make sure she wasn't dreaming. This place, this place, what is this place? Said Accessora as she racked her brain, trying to remember if she had ever seen photos of the type of building she was looking at. They seemed vaguely familiar, but she wasn't sure She closed her eyes and thought very hard. Still, nothing. So she opened her eyes and let out an enormous sigh. (sighs) 
at the exact moment that Accessora let out her sigh, she heard something break the silence. It was the sound of a small stone dropping into water. And then it was gone and silence returned. Accessora felt so alone that she let out another loud sigh. (sighs) And then it came again, the sound of a stone hitting water. This time, Accessora stood up. She thought she was on to something, so she sighed again and again. (sighs) And again, came the sound of a stone hitting water. So Accessora sighed and sighed and sighed, one sigh after another, and as she did, she heard stone after stone hitting the water. (sighs) Upon discovering the power of her sighs, Accessora was delighted and broke out into a laugh. She immediately set out across the large lawn that she was sitting on in search of the water, snapping her little wristband along the way. Accessora walked around a series of large old stone buildings looking for water or a path to water. She walked and walked and turned every corner she saw, only to come to another pathway, lawn, or building, but no water. The buildings felt big and full of secrets, secrets they weren't revealing to Accessora. Finally, after some time, Accessora grew frustrated and let out a very loud sigh as she sat down on a smooth rock. She immediately heard a stone dropping in the water, and she popped up, knocking over the rock she was sitting on. She saw no water. But as she looked back down at her sitting rock, she noticed that it had flipped, and there were markings on it. Bending down, Accessora took a closer look at the rock and saw that it had an engraved inscription. Sigh! sigh if you must but it is not a sigh that you should trust you have been summoned now if you want to return home you must discover how accessora read the inscription out loud two times and furrowed her brow she did not know what it meant i have to discover how to return home she said forlornly as she looked around the buildings that seemed to block her at every turn. Then she sighed again and heard a stone dropping in water. This time, Accessora had had enough. She reached down for her bow tie and stretched it out around her head like a superpower halo. Raising her arms in a V, she called out, I am Accessora, and I will figure out how. Then she got up and walked very determinedly, knowing that she would figure out how. 
Accessora walked over to a large building with beautiful spikes at the top and held out her hand, running it along the stonework as she walked. When she came to the end of the walkway, she turned a corner and there it was. Chapter three. Finally, Accessora saw it. A bridge, a bridge that crossed a river. A bridge that was made of beautiful white stone and had a row of intricately paned domed windows beneath it that formed an enclosed passageway. Upon seeing it, Accessora let out an enormous sigh. But this time, it wasn't a sigh of frustration. It was a sigh of admiration for the stunning bridge. <sighs> she walked over to the riverbank and stared up at the bridge, taking it all in. Slowly, she looked down at the river and gave another sigh, awaiting the sound of a stone plunking into the water. <sighs> and it came. First the sound, and then a vibration that spread out over the water. Accessora watched as a stone dropped from the sky, landed in the river, and sent out a ripple in the river water. As she watched the rippling water swirled around and around and began to form a shape, Accessora leaned in closer with her eyes glued on the ripples. They swirled around and finally came to a standstill for just a moment. And in that moment, Accessora was sure she saw the shape of a question mark but only for a moment. She was thoroughly intrigued. Was the river asking her a question? She didn't know. There was only flat, glassy water, and Accessora very much wanted more communication. So she did the only thing she could think of. She sighed. A big, audible, and very exasperated sigh. <sighs> and just like that, a stone dropped from the sky and into the river, and the water began to ripple. The ripples spread out and started to swirl just like before. Accessora watched them closely without batting an eyelash. She was determined to solve this mystery. And then, there it was again, a question mark. And this time, it had an exclamation point right next to it. Almost as if the river was telling Accessora to ask it a question. And so she did. How? How do I get back to Goop World? Accessora bellowed down towards the river with her hands cupped around her mouth. Then she watched as the question mark disappeared and the ripples began to sway and swirl 
in response to the vibration of her voice. Accessora was sure that she detected a letter being formed. She saw a J. J? Okay, what comes next? Accessora called out, and the water rippled just a little, but not much. So Accessora made her voice louder. What letter comes next? She yelled. This time the water rippled and moved to the other side of the river as if it was trying to escape her. There was no answer, but Accessora wasn't one to give up easily. She had an idea. She remembered how she had learned all about the power of sound vibrations in Miss Wigglebutt's class, and she decided to try something new. She leaned over the brick wall and whispered in her sweetest voice, What's next? Her voice carried down to the water, which began to swirl and twirl, and oh so gently formed a U-shape. Accessora was so excited, she snapped her bow tie on her head and held up her arms in a victory V. She was on to something. She asked for another letter in her sweet voice, and this time the water formed the letter M. J-U-M, said Accessora. She wasn't quite sure where this was going. J-U-M she said again. Then she leaned over the stone wall and asked, Another letter? This time the river swirled and twirled again until it formed a P. J-Q-M-P, she said. Jump? And then it dawned on her. Was the river telling her to jump? She looked down at the river again and was about to ask another question when she saw it swirling around. And then she saw an I and an N right next to each other. In. In, she said. Jump in. Accessora was about to ask the river if she should jump in. But before she could, she saw the ripples moving again. More letters were being formed, and finally, two words were spelled out in the water. Accessora stared down at the words, trying to comprehend, and put everything together in her head. R-I-V-E-R-C-A-M River Cam Wait! Jump in River Cam? Jump in River Cam, said Accessora as she put it all together. But where is River Cam? she asked. And the river went still, as if it wouldn't answer her. Chapter 4 
Accessora stared at the river as if willing it to move, to ripple, anything, but it did not. Then she sighed the biggest, longest sigh she had ever sighed. And she waited and waited. No stone dropped from the sky. The water did not ripple. Nothing. Jump in river cam, Accessora repeated to herself. This river had given her directions on how to get back home, and now it was up to her. She adjusted her trusty bow tie atop her head and summoned her superpowers. Then Accessora set off away from the river in search of some sort of map that could tell her where the river cam was. After wandering around the beautiful buildings for some time, Accessora saw a bus stop. She walked over to the bus stop, hopped up on a bench, and started to examine the map mounted on the bus stop. The map had all sorts of crisscrossing lines going in every direction. There were purple lines that crossed over orange and green lines and a bright pink line that ran through the purple and orange lines, as well as a yellow line. There was also a big circle that said, you are here. Accessora stared at the map and her head spun. She felt like the lines were making her dizzy. And despite the you are here sticker, she had no idea where she was. Adjusting her bow tie on her head, Accessora gave herself a little shake and looked again. This is a very confusing map, she said aloud. Then she saw there was a river drawn on the map. Accessora grew excited and peered closer. There it was, the word river. River, yes, a river. But what river? asked Accessora, a bit annoyed. She stared at the map for a bit longer until she was jolted out of her reverie with the sound of a bus pulling up. The bus stopped and opened two doors, one at the back of the bus and one at the front. Accessora noticed that there was an orange line on the side of the bus, so she quickly glanced at the bus stop map which indicated that the orange line went along the river. Doors closing, cried out the bus driver. Without thinking, Accessora hopped on the bus and the door shut behind her. She looked around. There was hardly anyone on the bus. She saw a few humans towards the front of the bus, and that was it. She had never seen a human before, and didn't know if these ones were friendly or not. So she decided to lay low and stay at the back of the bus. The bus drove on and Accessora looked out the windows searching for a river. A few minutes later, she heard someone call out, T 
tickets. Tickets, please, everyone, have your tickets ready. Then she watched as a human began to walk up to the passengers on the front end of the bus and ask for their tickets. Each human held out a ticket that was inspected and returned to the passenger. Accessora began to grow nervous. She didn't want this human ticket taker to see her and ask her for a ticket. So she shrunk back in her seat, hoping to hide herself. The bus started to slow down and she heard the driver say, next stop, the bridge of size. Accessora perked up. This sounded like a good place to get off. The bus came to a stop and just as the doors opened, she heard a voice say, you there, where's your ticket? Looking up, Accessora saw the ticket taker coming straight for her. She bolted for the door, hopped out and ran. The ticket taker called out to the bus driver, go after that little thing that just hopped off the bus. It didn't have a ticket and we need to find out what it was. The bus immediately started up and took off after Accessora. Accessora saw a sign that said, Bridge of Size, and she ran in that direction, running, running with the bus coming after her. She found herself in the middle of the bridge that she had seen earlier that day, except this time she was on the very top of the passageway with the beautiful arched windows beneath. Looking down, she saw the river far below. Her heart raced as she looked back at the bus. Accessora stared down at the river and called out, Are you the river, Cam? Nothing happened. The bus was nearly on the bridge. Accessora looked down at the river again, and this time she sighed and said, Please, are you the River Cam? And then it happened. The water began to ripple, and it formed a smiley face. Accessora knew that was a yes. She looked behind her as the ticket taker approached her with a menacing look on his face. And then she closed her eyes and jumped waiting for the cool green water to surround her. But it didn't. She fell and fell and fell, dropping through the air until finally she landed on a mossy green hill back in Goop World. Opening her eyes, Accessora looked around and said, I'm home! Then she felt her little bow tie on her head stood up and went in search of Hacker so she could tell him all about the Bridge of size. But Hacker was nowhere to be found. He was inside the supercomputer Fugaku in Japan. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that trip to the Bridge of Sighs with Accessora. 
you know, you definitely want to go and look at the photos for the Bridge of Size at gooptales.com forward slash episode 119 because it's this beautiful old bridge in England on the River Cam, as you now know, that is a bridge that is, it's stone-covered bridge at St. John's College. And it's the most beautiful passageway right beneath the bridge part. So go take a look at that and see if it was what you imagined when you listened to the story. And we'll also have a coloring page at gooptales.com forward slash episode 119, which reminds me I am changing the coloring pages situation in the future, but you're going to, I'll tell you about that in the next podcast. I want to thank so many of you who left voicemails and messages. I want to thank Zephra, Thomas, Oscar, Charlie, June, Annalise, Shira, hopefully comes to the Bay Area meetup. Nora, Rachel, and Natalia for leaving me messages. And then I want to thank the people on, sometimes it's just names, I don't know exactly what the real name is, but on iTunes, where every review matters. And you are all so wonderful, leaving me the best five-star reviews. So I want to thank the people who did it in January. To Rachel Howe, thank you so much. It's so appreciated. To St. Green's. To Jack Rowe, thank you. To Nancy12315 and to MJB0607. And all of your great goop ideas, I read every single one. I respond to the voicemails and they all matter. And you matter. Your imaginations are just on fire. You all that leave me the messages with your ideas have such great imaginations. And I love that you're using them to just create, to create a little fantasy world or create a little more fun in the world around you. So don't forget to get on the mailing list because the book is going to be sent out very soon. And I'll send out an email letting everybody know the details of how to get the book. First 100 copies are going to come straight from me and they're going to be signed personally to you. Please get on the mailing list at gooptales.com and I will see you in the next Gooptale.